Welcome to the Inspired Energy Podcast and the special Roaring 20 series, where we connect with inspiring leaders, experts, and coaches as they reflect on the past decade, sharing their insights, tips, stories, and lessons. And then we look to the upcoming decade, where we discuss their hopes, dreams, goals for their areas of expertise and also the broader humanity. So grab your dancing shoes or your favorite drink as we head into the Roaring 20s. So welcome to heading into the Roaring 2020s, host of the First Time Facilitator, all-round awesome person, Leanne Hughes. How are you? I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm, I'm loving life and great to see you, Muzz. Always it's great to chat with you. Great to see you and great to actually find you in Australia. I mean, really, you've been everywhere lately. Yeah, I, um, my biggest fear leaving corporate my microphone. My biggest fear leaving corporate was that I wouldn't get the chance to travel internationally, but it's completely worked out the opposite way, which I guess is a lesson. We're talking about lessons here, but a lot of the assumptions we have and a lot of that self-talk when we actually test it, uh, you know, we find something completely different. So it's been a big year of travel. A big year of travel. And I love how you are embracing your running whilst you're traveling to get out, explore the city, explore where you are. Because let's talk about your bio, facilitator, runner, lifelong learner. That's it. Those are probably my favorite things. If you gave me more words, I'm sure I'd add, you know, coffee lover, dog lover, all of those sort of things. But um, yeah, I think and they combine really well, particularly um, when I go running, I listen to podcasts. So, mm. and I think there's a bit of, we talked about, you know, strengths and maximizing time. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite sort of double threat is running while learning. So why running? Why running for you as the sport? Do you know what? I actually hated running when I was younger. I played netball very competitively, but I played in the shooting end. So goal shooter, which you don't really run a lot. Goal yep. attack. I had to, had to have a bit of fitness, but my sort of style of play was I'd kind of wait, I'd use, analyze the play and then I'd make like one or two dodges. I wasn't running out running my player ever. Yep. And it worked out for me um, until, you know, I turned 21 and everyone was just fitter than me. Um, so then when I moved to Broome in Western Australia, where, I, there was nothing to do really. Um, mm. It's a small community, but it is flat. It's completely flat. And there's yeah. Cable Beach, which runs for like over 21 kilometers, right? So yeah, wow. I could just get out there on a low tide and run. And that's when I sort of, I thought I need a goal here. Started getting into half marathons and then eventually a marathon. And you fall in love with the process. Yeah, beautiful. Um, <laughs> now, 2019, 10 years ago, 29. 2009. Mm. Um, did you think you'd be doing what you're doing now? No, I mean, like, <laughs> I didn't even know what a podcast was. And I was working in the world of marketing. I just come out of working for a very controversial tourist, uh, tourism group called Wicked yep. Campers. And I've always loved professional development, human resources, and, and leadership. But I never thought, like, what I'm doing now, if you told me back in 2009, I would be traveling to places like Mongolia and delivering le leadership sessions, I would have been just over the moon. It would have been like hearing I'd won the lottery. Yeah. 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 And, and to get from where you were to where you are now, um, let's just take a moment to acknowledge and celebrate a couple of things. Ah. What, what let's celebrate some of Yay. those steps yeah, along right. the way. Cause we don't, do, we don't do enough of that in life. We never, we it's, never. It's, it's always like, all right, goal completed. What's the next one? Yeah. But yeah. let's look back on that decade. What, what would you love to share and celebrate? 
uh, in that journey? Yeah, so I was, so I'm 36 now. So between the ages of 26 and 36, a lot has happened. Um, I actually made the crazy move to move to Broome, Western Australia. And the reason that drove that was I met a guy over there who was now my husband. So that oh. worked out well. <laughs> so let's <laughs> celebrate the marriage. That's, that's great. <laughs> I think it's worth celebrating because he, um, there's no way I'd ever live in regional WA, but that gave me, moving over there actually gave me a lot for my career because I was working for a government organisation. There's not a lot of resources in terms of humans. So when you run a marketing department there, it's just you and you have to learn everything. Yeah. So there's actually real value being in a company where you might be thrown into the deep end, but I learned so many skills mm. and that's where I got the opportunity then to transition over to workforce development. You know, it's a lot of, I think regional Australia doesn't get, um, people don't view it as a place to grow your career, but I could certainly um, be an advocate of that. Yeah. And so much opportunity to experience um, different aspects of business, different aspects of life in yeah. those regional areas. And um, Broome as a, just for pe to help people understand our international listeners, it is right northwest of Australia, isn't it? It is. And it's very isolated. I think the closest capital city is Jakarta. There's about 15,000 people. There's, is, there's water all around it on a, and it, there's one main road out to get out. Yeah. So it takes you four minutes to get to work. Uh, no traffic lights, you know, every car on the way. So you're sort of waving at people. It took me about a year to get used to that type of living. I was living in Brisbane and I was very much a city person. So yeah. always plan things in advance and events. And I went over there and you just, it's like, what's happening this weekend? You don't know, you just rock up to someone's house. So community, I think. Yeah, community. The importance of relationships. I mean, you're, you're living in, the, uh, in Newcastle, which is a, a lot bigger, but same kind of vibe. It is, yeah, well, I think Newcastle is a bit like a large country town. It's, it's not a capital city, but certainly has that community spirit and that connection, which I'd love in those sorts of areas. Um, do you think you've found your purpose in life in the last 10 years in that shift from marketing and what you were doing to now what you do and what, what I think, tell me if I'm wrong, fills you up? I think I'm continually trying to refine what my purpose is. I think there's all these common elements that link it together. So um, definitely though, I think when I was working in marketing, I was all about creating great experiences for people and influencing them to make some smart decisions, I think. <laughs> and I've brought that into the world of what I do now. Essentially, I, I'm bringing in marketing to the way that I facilitate because I know a lot of the time and you've experienced mm. it yourself, you get into these rooms where people don't want to be there. Um, so the first thing you've got to do is like create that hook and that get that magic happening. So they are keen to sit and listen and participate over the yeah. next few days. So, yeah, I think my personal philosophy is that everything that we do in life actually serves a purpose. We just don't know it until it happens. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm. And, and I actually like that mindset because I think a lot of people are saying, what's my purpose in life? What, what am I here for? But if we change it around to saying, actually, what you're doing right now has a purpose. Yes. And it can drive you crazy. Yeah. You're constantly trying to figure out your purpose. And that's the other thing. People are trying to figure out their purpose in their heads, but they don't actually take the action to do, to try things. Yeah. And to get a bit closer to see all right, that, that worked or it didn't, it's leading me closer to, but yeah, I don't think there is, for me, there's no sort of one purpose. It's more like, what's, what am I enjoying now? How can I take this forward? Yeah. Great. Now reflecting on those past 10 years, do you have a couple of lessons that you're happy to share that you've got that you think other people could learn from? Uh, I think it's the importance of listening to yourself and doing things that 
society or the people closest to you may not agree with. Mm. So that one example of actually just taking off, I'd only known Chris for about eight weeks and here I was dropping everything. Um, I'd actually secured a job with um, an Asian marketing company, whatif.com. I was going to move to Bangkok and start a marketing role there. I joined that company. I left after two days. Okay. And everyone thought you're mad. Yeah. I thought I was mad too. Was this like a head versus heart thing going on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't really explain it. And I said, I just, it's not the right decision. I just feel like it, it was so strong. Right? Like, you mm. know how it's just like every signal was telling me how I felt, which was a new thing for me because I usually am a logical type of person. I have these life goals and everything else. Over the last 10 years, I've, I've relaxed that a bit more. Yeah. I, yeah. My husband could probably say I could maybe relax it a little bit more, but <laughs> <laughs> I always have an idea of what I want in the next year or two. I think it, planning for a decade is tough, but it's always like, okay, this is the kind of stuff I want to do. I've relaxed though and said, look, just trust that you've got this criteria in your mind and things will happen around that. So yeah, yeah listening to yourself a bit more, also questioning the self-talk yeah. um, and the labels that you've brought up with. And that's something that I'm continually doing every yeah. day. Yeah. I have these thoughts in my mind like, oh, this. And then I got like, hang on, Leanne, take it a step higher, look down. Is that really true? What if it wasn't yeah. true? What if it was the opposite? But Vision Lakiani, the founder of Mind Valley, talks about brules. I'm not too sure if you've heard that term. No, love it. Love these so, terms. So a brule is a bullshit rule. And it's a rule that we've just taken on in our life because we think it's the way life is, the way things are. But really, it's just that's there to be broken. It's there to be challenged. Brules. It's brilliant. And actually, you're right. So what that reminds me of is a, um, a man named Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. You would have heard of him. Um, yeah. His, his book, Excuses Be Gone. But in, my, in that company, I worked with that controversial marketing company, the CEO of that business, he's the one that led me back into personal development and gave me Wayne Dyer's CDs, gave me the Tony Robbins yeah. CD, CDs. This is like, yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> and so that What's was- What's a CD? Of, like, what, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Eight people and, the, and their lessons, it just, it, they last a lifetime. So mm. that's all about challenging yourself. And I think the biggest competition we have in our lives is ourselves. Yeah. I into the business world as well. So how many episodes have you had of the First Time Facilitator podcast? Well, as of the recording, uh, we've got 95. 95. 95 and releasing episode 100 in the beginning of January. 2020. Now, uh, this may be hard, but what are a couple of key standout insights or lessons you've got from all those amazing conversations you've had? Um, I think what's really surprised me is I didn't think we could get even to a hundred episodes of this show. I mean, still <laughs> it's such a niche topic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just can't believe that in every conversation I'm learning something new about facilitation. Mm. It's staggering. Like the fact that there's people all around the world, a that even listen to it, so much going on in my head before I even launch, like who will listen to this? Who yeah, would even yeah. want to be a guest on the show? Um, but you're just taking action. You can smash through all of those. Yeah. But I think it's really the, that the diversity of guests, the fact that some facilitators even counter argue what previous guests have said, not, they don't actually say that, but what their point is, is completely different. A different else's. perspective, a different approach. Yeah. It's quite refreshing. And I think a lot of listeners love knowing that just finding out, pulling out what's best, what they agree with and and using that and giving that a go. So uh, I can't draw it back to one or two conversations. Like every single episode has been just has surprised me. Oh, it it is a great podcast. I love listening to it. And I love, as you said, everyone has got their experiences and 
once and and i think what stands out to me is this very much openness this yeah. an abundance to just share this is what i know helps I know, I know, particularly in the, in the Facebook group, you think people wouldn't want to share. Cause I think as a facilitator, you've got like your trade secret, like what works every time for you. But the fact that people are willing to share their favorite tools and icebreakers activities is awesome. Yeah. It's just cra- It's just, it's just drawn in like the best people. And, and again, let's acknowledge 10 years ago, who would have thought? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Who would have thought that I could, you know, I was reading all these books and now I get to interview the authors. Yeah. What? It's, it's so absurd. Yeah, that and is the fantastic. People, you know, we're recording this. You know, we're just at our homes recording this. And the fact that people are going to listen and give us their time and attention. Yeah. Unbelievable. So thank you for listening and watching. No, well, well everyone, thank you for listening <laughs> and, or watching. And I want to acknowledge, you know, launching my podcast in the last year and how it's felt to have all those conversations, to learn from people, and then to provide that out to, to people. It's just... The ability to do that is just oh, something I love. It's a gift. It's yeah. a gift. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Now we're going to look forward. We've talked a bit about the past and, and right now. So let's go forward as well. Mm. And when you look forward, what does the future hold for Leanne Hughes? And what's something that you're maybe hoping to achieve? Well, I only look out probably one or two years. I think anything past that, it's, it's too far away with the rate of change. Uh, so I guess with me personally... Um, I want to probably start diversifying what I do and actually figure out what, what my zone of genius is. At the moment, I've, I left corporate back in February. I'm doing what I'm used to doing, delivering leadership, team development stuff. But there's something else drawing me in at the moment. And that's probably the fight to stamp out presenteeism culture in organizations. Yeah. And really, like I was uh, at a storytelling event the other night. I was given the choice to tell any story I wanted. And my story ended up being about um, these chickens that I used to have and how they started laying eggs outside of their coop. And I related that back to, hey, we can deliver outside of our cubicle. Mm, I'm just so mm. surprised so many people are still saying that. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've and, marked on. and you know what it looks like when you walk into offices these days that we are still putting people in these boxes to go to work in day in, day Battery out. hens, like what the heck? Yeah. All of the, like all the information that's coming out that just is against that. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I think that the, the opportunity is we are saying to people, think differently, be more collaborative, be more open in communication, trust each other, don't work in silos, all of those messages. Now go back uh, and sit at your desk. Sit, at your, sit, sit <laughs> with your department. Yes, yeah, sit with your silo and wonder yeah. why there's infighting and yeah. yeah. We could go uh, on rants like this. We should probably uh, <laughs> on this topic. The it's really drawing me in. I get yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it, but I also feel like there's so much space to to even help companies or managers just arm them and start developing that trust. And cause mm. it's, a bit, it's a bit of a mindset shift. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, if you could have a crystal ball and you could start to say, um, "I want to travel to this part of the world and deliver this type of work." Mm. let's manifest that. Let's put that, that out okay, there. Okay, so it would be, well, I've, everyone's talking about Bulgaria at the moment. Oh, so okay. I had an Uber driver in Sydney earlier, uh, a couple of months ago, and he was just, he was talking, first of all, how great the internet speed was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that's, that's a cool feature. But the beaches and everything else, there's a podcaster I listen to, Ruby Lee. She's like starting a business over there. Uh, so it would be speaking in Bulgaria, um, yep. probably just before Simon Sinek hits the stage. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, okay. and then getting to hang out and have cocktails uh, with him after. So we put it out there, that makes it real. 
It's real. It's That's real. real. It's out there. Okay, great. <laughs> now, the other question I want to ask, and I'm asking everyone through the series, uh, you've got the opportunity, I'm giving it to you right now. Wow. To sign right on the, on the sky around the world, your message. It's, you know, from Leanne Hughes. It's your message, sign right around the world. Everyone's going to see that to help oh them in the next decade. I don't know how big we've got, but let's let's try and see. What message would you, would you love to give to everybody? Um, uh, I've, I've, uh, can I have two? <laughs> well, let me okay. let let me check with the uh, the aviation <laughs> authority. And yes, yes, two's okay. Two's okay. <laughs> well, I guess one would be coming from just a personal work perspective. It would be work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Jim Rohn, like that is just my fa- that changed everything for me when I heard that quote. Yeah. And I still tell people now and I assume that they've heard it. They haven't. And they're like, so let's say that one again, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Mm. What has yep. that meant for you? Well, I was, I thought I was doing the right thing, right? Like I went to university, started working corporate jobs and I was working longer hours and doing everything I could in the role. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I was wondering why I wasn't getting promoted and why I was being overlooked for opportunities. And I realized it was because I wasn't working on the things that really matter outside of that. So building your brand, building yourself, building your communication skills, building relationships, all of that. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't really matter that I've, um, that I've, I've learned in the last 10 years. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. Okay. Yeah. So that's one across the screen, across the sky. Yeah. The second one would be probably more something related to climate change uh, and actually making it more, instead of blaming governments, more looking at the individual behaviour. You know, just stop, stop bringing plastic bags, stop using plastic bags. Like just remember, I don't know, like, or let's get rid of plastic water bottles. It just, stuff like that just drives me crazy. Or if you get a dog, make sure that you spend time with your dog and don't just leave it at home. <laughs> <laughs> These are just little things. I don't know. I just, there's a societal one. I think there's a, a bit to do there, but also the individual accountability. Yeah. So I think if you think about the dog, you think about your self development, you think about climate change. I'm hearing something about being accountable or being responsible. Yeah. yeah. I'm really about that. I, I feel like there's a lot of blame culture and driven possibly by the media. Yeah. Always looking at, it's like, hang on, we can actually take, there's things that we can do now that if each of us do it, we can make a massive difference. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And um, anything else, any final messages or inspiration you'd love people to think about to help them kickstart 2020 in the best way possible? Uh, I think first of all is just be kind to yourself. I think Mm. there's a lot of uh, with social media now is a bit of a comparison game and it's easy to get on there and slip into that mode. I think it's just find your swim lane and just stick to that. But that's um, it's important to ask yourself some questions and think about what is your, you know, not passion, but, if there's one thing that you could do more of, even listen back to this interview and the questions that Murray is asking me and ask yourselves those que- ask yourself that question. Um, this has been a good exercise for me, Murray, I've got to say. Oh, well, thank you, my friend. Yeah, just the, the process of talking it out, getting it out of your head onto paper. Yeah, I love it. I agree. And I also totally agree. Let's not be too hard on ourselves. Mm. So I want to acknowledge your openness, your sharing, your journey to broom, to uh, following your heart. And I think more people need to do that. Listen to the body, follow the heart and, um, and leading you to Chris and having that um, relationship that you've got. Now, starting the first time facilitator podcast, you saw the need. You now have nearly 100 episodes out yeah. there, which help people day in, day out. 
um, improve the way that they create a space for people to learn and grow. So that is absolutely awesome. And the, the work you're doing now just through um, connecting with people and that passion around leadership, culture and presentism. So um, thank you. Thank you, Mark. This has been so great to meet you as part of that journey. That's okay. Thanks and for the opportunity. This has been awesome. I really appreciated this. No trouble. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Now, I need to ask, where's the one best place for people to find you online? Oh, sure. Uh, so head to my website, leannehughes.com, or if you're a podcast fan, listen to First Time Facilitator. It's released every Monday. I love the way you just take it up a notch every time. Not one thing in the sky. Let's go two or three. Not one place online. Let's go two. And and that's a <laughs> message for everyone. I, I hate when people do that in my workshop. I'm like, what's one next step or one action? And they do two. And I'm like, no, I'm my own worst enemy. Uh, no, we, we point out in others what we fear in ourselves. It's true. That is true. <laughs> and we'll leave it on that. So Leanne, thank you so much. It's been awesome connecting. Great. Thanks, Mara. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you got something out of this episode, make sure you share it on social media, hashtag inspired energy, and also use the hashtag roaring twenties and look out for the next episode of the roaring twenties podcast series.